Stay tuned now for Pomo Perspective. Listen to the voices of the First Nations. Mm-hmm. Listen to the voices of the First Nations. Calling out the messages of the earth and sky. Telling us what we need to know in order to survive. Listen to the voices of the First Nations. Hmm. Listen to the voices of the old women. Whoa, that was powerful. Good morning. Good morning. I love that song. I really do. My mom plays that song every time before she speaks. It's powerful. Very powerful. You know, we sure have a lot on our mind, don't we, Alicia? Yep. A lot. You have a lot going on with the Jackson Demonstration State Forest. I should. Why don't we start by saying this is Pomo Perspective, hosted by Michael Hunter. Yeah, and Alicia Bales. I'm here at the controls, <laughs> working the board. <laughs> she makes it possible. Yeah, you know, we started our walks in the park. They started to get larger over the, well, our walks in the park in the Jackson Demonstration State Forest over there on the coast. They started to get larger, so we started to call them cultural gatherings, cultural and spiritual gatherings, and there was a lot of healing, a lot of, a lot of good things happening out there. We brought it to Ukiah, brought our rally to Ukiah to bring awareness and try to get Senator McGuire, Assemblyman Wood, and Congress, Congressman Huffman engaged. Not sure how that went, but we have a recording for you guys. I think we'll start off with that recording. There's the interaction between my mother, myself, and others. The, uh, the group that walked over to deliver over 3,000 wet signatures petition. Over 3,000 wet signatures. Remember, that's people gathering at grocery stores, walking around neighborhoods. This is an online wet signatures mm-hmm. in the second district. So let's, let's play that. And uh, afterwards, if you guys could, think about how or what else we need to do to get our senator, our assemblyman, and our congressman engaged in the clear-cutting of the largest state forest in California. How do we get them engaged? We did rallies over there. We have a rally in Ukiah. They haven't showed yet. We have one more, March 25th at 1 p.m. at the Sacramento State Capitol. That's our big bang. Uh, We'll see. Right. Can we set the scene for this recording a little bit? So we were in Ukiah on Monday, um, and you had a big rally at Alex Thomas Plaza with pomo dancers from lots of different tribes. Yeah, yeah, we call them feather dancers. And Round Valley feather dancers are the lead singers and the lead group. And uh, they're so welcoming because a lot of us get to join and dance with them and sing with them. So since we have similar songs and similar dances, so it's, it's an intertribal. And we brought a lot of people, a lot of family, a lot of children. It was a great event. It was, it was very spiritual. We also had space there with some youth. So it was good. It was really diverse. You know, I think the environment is one thing we could agree on that we should no longer destroy, especially in our own backyards. It just doesn't make sense anymore. 
And then at the end of the rally in Ukiah, a large group of people walked over to uh, Senator McGuire and Assemblymember Wood's office there on School Street and were greeted at the front door by Senator McGuire's, one of his top aides, Jason Lyles. And you came to deliver some petitions to him. Yeah, he was cool. I was glad. He met us out the front door, so that was cool. Like He knew we were coming, so I was appreciative. You know, Woods person didn't show up. Congress persons didn't show up. I mean, they, they have a lot of staffers. I'm sure they could have got somebody in that office. But at least Jason showed up, and he's the only one that's been going back and forth with me on communication and trying to figure out how to get engaged. So I was, I was appreciative. So this recording, there I was with my trusty recorder so i recorded the whole interaction it's about 14 minutes long um, and it's audio of the coalition delivering the petitions to senator mcguire's aide jason lyles you ready ready okay. that's all their names this is it, right is it? All right. they're out to meet us oh cool we're going in here hey everybody how's it going Hi. yeah great wait wait I'm Jason with Senator McGuire's office. Oh, okay. Very nice to see everybody. Thank you so much all for being here. Very nice to see you. We'll wait for Michael. No worries. I'm in a super hurry. Yeah, that's the one. Oh, all right. Well, I'm sorry. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I've got sisters. I know how this goes. This is Priscilla. Welcome, everybody. Hello, Priscilla. It's very nice to see you. Pleasure to see you. Thank you so much for being here. How was the event? I'm sorry, I just drove in and Wonderful. a couple minutes ago. Wonderful. It was amazing. I know, I'm so sorry. It looks like you guys had a huge turnout. We did. This is Jason Lyles with Senator McGuire's office. Stopping the login, cutting the trees, tree of life. More joy. You guys have done a remarkable job of communicating what you're looking for. I think you've heard Senator McGuire's comments um, on it. I am not a public speaker. I am not authorized to speak on his behalf necessarily, but happy to repeat what he has said, which is the demonstration force isn't demonstrating very much in particular right now. There is a lot more that it could be doing. Um, if it is going to remain a demonstration force in any way, it should be working on uh, climate, it should be working on fire. Uh, and while they're talking about doing a new uh, management plan, which could take two to three years, there should be an interim solution and everything that everybody's talking about should be on the table while they figure that out. And obviously, all of the tribes should moratorium. be at the table. Moratorium. Yeah, moratorium should be on the table. Everything yeah, should be on the table. But I will say that, you know, Senator McGuire, this is not, this is an administration thing. We are working from our side of it and uh, doing everything that we can to communicate the message. And I think you guys have done a remarkable job of communicating it. We have to introduce you to my mother. Been, yes. She's so awesome. Tell her, sir. Very nice to see you. <laughs> nice We've been emailing a nice lot texting back and texting with you, back yeah. and forth. But, uh, paperwork. Paperwork. Yeah. How many signatures did we get? That's right. 3,000. Yeah. 3,000 3, signatures 000. for you. Cultural sites, especially. Right. 
Yeah. And we have a letter from the, um, the coalition. coalition, right? Yeah, right. From the coalition. Would you like to read it to Wow, me? it's good. All right. Andy, could you help us out? Andy, Andy, could you help us out? Andy, sure. Okay, we, we sent the copy. No, no. Read the whole thing? Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's no. room over here if you guys can't hear. So, the, the Coalition to Save Jackson Demonstration State Forest sent this letter to Mike McGuire. Um, and it should be in, arriving in Sacramento today. And here's a copy for you as well. And we also made another similar letter to the governor and giving you a copy of that. I appreciate that. So our letter reads, Dear Senator McGuire, we thank you for your remarks at the town hall meeting broadcasted live on the radio March 2nd. We appreciate your support for a new mission and management plan for Jackson Demonstration State Forest that is focused on climate change, carbon sequestration, and fire resiliency. We especially appreciate your comment that the large trees in JDSF should not be cut and hope that you will work to establish an immediate moratorium on logging. Moratorium! We realize that the venue didn't provide time to cover everything that the coalition has been pushing for, so we are requesting that you address these additional important policy issues as soon as possible. Number one, a serious community-wide conversation about the future of JDSF can happen in good faith only if all commercial logging is halted immediately. Oh, Please support our call for an immediate moratorium on all logging, road building, and herbicide spraying in JDSF yes. to protect Pomo sacred sites and the Redwood Forest. The moratorium should stay in place until the new management plan is formally adopted by the state. Number two, thank you for acknowledging Chairman Michael Hunter's leadership in this campaign oh. to save his ancestral lands from further desecration. We hope that you will come out publicly in support of tribal co-management co for JDSF. Yes. Yes, according, according to Governor Newsom's Statement of Administration Policy titled Native American Ancestral Lands from September 25th, 2020, the state must pursue co-management of JDSF with the Coyote Valley Band of Pomo Indians. Please work to ensure that the leadership of the Coyote Valley Band of Pomo Indians is involved from the beginning yes. on yes. all yes. revisions right on all revisions to both the management plan and any interim plan. Yes. Yes. We want to clarify that co-management does not mean tribal representation in the JAG, the Jackson oh, Advisory Group. The JAG is an advisory body with no real power, and many of the existing JAG members have conflicts of interest. For example, they are foresters with THP currently under review by CAL FIRE. Coyote Valley has garnered the support of the California Tribal Chairpersons Association, which consists of 90 tribes throughout California. <laughs> they have the support of over 70 organizations in the yes. California Environmental Justice Coalition. Yes. And all are working towards a moratorium on logging and demanding co-management in JDSF. Our voices are joined by thousands of individuals in your district alone whose signatures you now have and more statewide. Our coalition is proud that we stand with the Coyote Valley Band of Pomo Indians. Oh. And we invite you to join with us on March 25th 
from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. on the steps of the Capitol at the Global School Strike Rally hosted by Tribal Chairman Michael Hunter, the Mendocino County Youth for Climate, and the Coalition to Save Jackson to express your support for co-management and a new mission and management plan for JDSF. And the last line was just thank you, Senator McGuire, again very much for your support for a new management plan focused on climate change, carbon sequestration, and fire resiliency. Signed, the Coalition to Save Jackson Demonstration State Forest, of which you'll see our member organizations are here as well. Really concerned about um, Casper, right? Right. We heard yeah. they're being and cut to go. on April and Shodigal. And Shodigal. Sure. Right? Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Is there going to be cutting um, in April? I, I have no idea that's what's what, happening. That's there. What All we know I'm is that is in, in general, usually the cuts start back in April at some point, and that's why we're in a hurry to get these discussions taken care of between now and then. Now in April? We'll now. be in the woods if yeah. you start cutting. We'll be totally in the woods. We'll be getting arrested. We'll be right at her side. That's great. It's a great letter, you guys. I really appreciate you being here, reading it. If there's something, you know, I, I thought there was only going to be like 15 or 20 folks, and so I bought 20 cookies from Shats to bring and share. But there's too many people here, so you don't get any cookies. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to give them all to Trevor. He's going to take them home for us. So. That's right. You can come out to him and get the cookies. I know. Yeah. That's right. Obviously, you never watched Powell Highway when she poured the fry bread and fed the crowd. Indian movies and learn more about Indians. Oh, oh. right back here is from nice, and you came all the way. I came all the way because as tribal nations, there's only a few of us left, and we must stand in solidarity with each and every Native person and all the non-Native people that feel our hearts and know our pain, because those trees, the roots, hold our songs. They hold our stories. They're connected to the ancestors that were decapitated and lost their lives within this land. And that's the only way we'll get our ways back. We have to go and fast and pray with the forest, the mountains, the streams, because the spirits of our ancestors dwell within that land. And if we're to be whole as a people again, we need these things. We're asking you, protect oh. them. I might have done this before. <laughs> you know, we're gonna we're gonna close this up a little bit. And, you know, a lot of people, good people. You know, we've been people say we're homeless. People say we don't have jobs. People say we're this or that. And what you really see is just really good community people that really worked hard. And we've chosen a path, a path of songs, spiritual, cultural sharing. And that's the vibe we want to stay with. And we want to leave with that today. Because I do believe Senator McGuire is on our team. We heard his words. Now we have to have him, we have to help him find that pathway forward. That's it's right. not easy. If it was easy, everybody would have did it already. So it's our job as, as our group, as our team, our family that we've created to come together and redraft 
and we'll do that. We'll take the lead. Coyote Valley will take the lead, and we will redraft the forest management plan. Okay. And we will present that and say, hey, here's what we had because we've had a great qualified board to actually sit down and review this mm -hmm. and, and type it appropriately yeah, with right. a different frame of mind, right. not demonstrating loggings, mm -hmm. but demonstrating how to have a healthy forest. Yeah. Yeah. Oh! And so we really appreciate you coming out. We oh, wanna, you know, we've been communicating back and forth, so we're happy that he's here. And now the 25th. Yeah. Sacramento. If we can't get our senator by the 25th, or our senator by the 25th, and Congressman Huffman on the 25th, to the largest stage that we've created as a community, then we have to wonder how much they really do represent us in this county. Can I just say one thing? Is the 25th a Friday? Yes. He's probably back in the district on a Friday because the session ends on Thursday. Tell him to change it. There's nothing here, no so. more important. I will. I, I'm just saying that yeah. he's. Yeah, you know, we got to change the schedule. It's a family friendly event. He can come. Oh, there's a family. family. Yeah. It's a global school strike. Yeah. But here's the thing. I know for a fact that the senator is not busier than me. Amen, brother. The reason I say that is because we are building a nation. Amen. We're building economic development, underground infrastructure, homes for our people. We're doing that all while we're defending our forests. So when someone tells me they might not be able to make it, I say my Aunt Susie made it, 97 oh. years old. My mother made it. My elders are making it to the forest, but we can't get them out there. Now, let's make sure we leave with a good vibe, but a good understanding that if they do not show up, we will stand here in front and we will protest. Right now it's rally, my friend. And oh. we need you to understand that come mid-April, if they are logging Casper 500, this family here, yeah. they're we'll gonna be, be the over there. Yeah. Yeah. No, the we're not going. We're gonna be, listen, listen. Right. It's, not, it's not just about us being in the woods. It's not. We're gonna be witnesses. Because there's families I wanna stand there and sing with my mother and me and others. And we're gonna stand every day and we're gonna sing on the side while the tree warriors do what they have to do, but we're gonna sing, and we're gonna sing every day, because we wanna be witnesses to the people that are actually out there standing up for those woods. The ones that give every day up. Yes, sir. The ones that give every day up. The ones that are committed. We need commitment. We need com commitment from our representatives. And Jason, I need you to deliver that, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you everybody for the petition. 3,000 signatures is huge. It's amazing. We've got it. I will make sure the senator gets it, that he gets the messages of the moratorium and the 25th. Co-management. Co-management, of course, everything that's in the letter. So. Thank you all. Sorry about the cookies. Immediate. Thank you, Jason. That, uh, Rally in Ukiah takes me back more to the cultural and spiritual gatherings we we were having. We had four over there in the Redwoods in the Jackson Demonstration State Forest. It takes me back to those moments because those moments were celebrations. See, we're not out there protesting. That's what people want you to believe right now. No, we're out there healing. We're out there connecting. We're out there singing our songs, dancing our, dancing to our, and letting our feathers be heard out there. Letting our rattlers be heard out there. Letting our songs be heard out there so we could connect and pray with our land. And, uh, it was great. I don't know if we'll get this moratorium. I don't know if 
Senator McGuire. I don't know if Assemblyman Wood. I don't know if Congressman, Congressman Huffman understand the connection. And I thought we would get him out there, and we didn't. Then we brought the rally to Ukiah. Keep in mind, we had my Aunt Susie, 97 years old. My great tribal chief, Ira Campbell Sr.'s wife, out there in the Redwoods. So when people tell me they can't make it, ah, you're just not committed. You're not committed. And when it comes to saving the environment and saving these Redwoods and this forest in your backyard in Mendocino County, you have to have commitment. You have to make the rallies. Your children depend on this. This is real. Ukiah has been living in fire hazardous conditions for almost a decade. Wake up, people. I did the work. We did the work. Our community did the work. We got you the pictures, the videos. We're on the radio. We're on Facebook. We've got over 3,000 petitions, wet signatures to deliver to Senator McGuire, Huffman, and Wood. We need you to be engaged. We need you to be engaged. And I'm curious. I'd like some people to call in because I'm running out of ideas on how to bring political attention to the clear-cutting that is happening in our Pomo homelands. Right in your backyard, Mendocino County here, the largest state forest, clear-cutting in this day of age. I'm curious what some of those callers have to say. I want to know from this community, you know, what does this community think? Yeah. You know, I mean, they don't want us to protest. People are worried about uh, Dakota access pipelines, you know, but yet we do these gatherings ahead of time. We show you what's going on. We engage with the community. The community engages back, and then we become a movement. But yet, our representatives, for some reason, for some reason, won't take that stand. And all we're asking for our representatives to do is to, is to write a letter. This is what the 3,000 signature page deal is. We want them to write a letter to Secretary Crowfoot requesting a moratorium on logging until the tribes, the local community, and the agencies could come to some sort of realization that this is not healthy. This is not healthy for our forest, and we need to move in a different direction. But first, we need that moratorium. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. So, I don't know. Is March 25th, I mean, are we going to get the people from here over there? Well, let's put the phone number out and see what people have to say. It's 707-895-2448. This is Pomo Perspective with Michael Hunter. Yeah, we're going to Sacramento. We're taking it to, to the Capitol steps. And we're teaming up. And I always get this wrong, but it's Future Fridays. Future for Fridays, I believe. I hope so. <laughs> I sure hope so. It sounds like a good idea. Right. Fridays for future. Yeah, we got the, uh, we're hoping to be able to do a school strike over there. And we're hoping to get a lot of youth to turn out. I know we'll have a lot of Native Americans turning out and a lot of powwow dancers and and Aztec dancers, a lot of cultural diversity coming because we don't want it to be a rally of just people speaking 
Our goal is to share our culture, to share our issues, to connect with one, one another, get to know like-minded people. So we'll have booth space. So if you have a booth, an environmental cause you want to promote, let us know. Go to pomolandback.com, pomolandback.com, sign up. We need volunteers. We need help. We need people. We need exposure. Michael, what's the significance of, um, in the recording we just played, the, they were talking about logging starting in April. Yeah. To my understanding, there's a spotted owl clause. It's a nesting clause of some sort. And once they no longer hear a spotting owl in the forest from someone in the agency who walks around whistling for spotted owls, which I want to make sure, and I'm going to write a letter to, to Cal Fire, letting them know that I want to be, I want to verify that this dude's real. That this dude, you know, make sure he's whistling everywhere he's supposed to be whistling. So they say mid-April that that clause will open up to where the logging can happen again, and so a lot of clear cutting will start happening again. And there's these redwoods, specific redwoods in specific areas where we're saying, hey, enough is enough. You cannot cut down the 400, the 500 year old, you know? So I don't know. Do we have somebody online? Yeah, we've got our first call. Let's, Let's see if they're going to give me some advice or just tell me what to do. <laughs> Good morning, caller. You're live on the air. Well, hi there. I just wanted to say that uh, this is a international issue, and I hope it gets an uh, international stage in Sacramento. And we're all behind you, and the whole world has is, is, uh, got its eyes on you, and thank you so much for the fight. Yeah, brother, you're going to be over there in Sacramento on the 25th? I'm planning on it. That's my man. Right on. Thank you. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate All right. Stay strong, you. brother. Thank you. You know, I, I love the community we're creating. We're creating a beautiful community over there. And these and the community's inviting. And we had a lot of our brothers and sisters over there, Pomo dancing. From all over. All over. Their tribes. All over. Man, it's a blessing it's a true blessing to have so many Pomo brothers and sisters wearing their regalia, singing their songs in the middle of the redwoods. That was powerful. It's so powerful. And we created a documentary on it. It's a seven and a half minute video. And it's on pomolandback.com. It's pretty sick. It is really sick. And I think you'll learn a lot from it. Um, not as much as you would have learned if you were there, though, to be honest, right? We're trying to connect. You have to get out there to connect. We must get out there. What's it like for tribal members to be taking this step toward forest activism? I've never seen anything like this in this community. It's, it seems like it's brand new. It's a brand new energy. You know, it's, it's energy I've never felt before. It's... it's uh, Every every time I go there is new energy to be honest. I'm discovering myself. I'm I'm connecting. Yeah, it's deep. It's very deep. And sometimes it's embarrassing. <clears throat> and sometimes it's embarrassing because you have to allow yourself to be vulnerable to connect with the earth. All while a lot of people are staring at you. So it makes it a little bit harder, you know. But uh the confidence that you get when you once you are connected, it's it's, it's a high, it's a different level. 
it really is a different level of confidence once you're able to start to become vulnerable with with the earth and be real and and you 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 start to open up you start to find feelings you never knew you had and a lot of emotion a lot of emotion we were at gemini tree some people say 300 to 500 year old tree redwood that they're going to cut and this and Balvi, an elderly black woman, read this poem. And it was so beautiful and touching. And the location and the people there are thinking, thoughtful. They're, in, they're intrigued. They're intuned. And when she read that, she broke down and cried. And I wanted to be there with her. And, she, and I held her. And she cried hard. But I never felt sadness. I smiled because... I knew that she was shedding. She let a lot go, a lot that she was carrying. So it's a spiritual adventure. It really is. It really is, you know? And I want to get more of my brothers and sisters out there to experience what I'm experiencing. I'm so excited. I want to. I'm coming up with ways to have camps out there to make sure we get our, our elders out there our traditionalists, our youth out there to connect, sing their songs. It's something different when you're wearing your feathers and you're dancing in the woods. It's a different type of energy you get than dancing in a park. You know, it's amazing. It's, it's very, very powerful. Very powerful. And I don't know if people are connecting. What do you think? Uh, well, I went to the the gathering you had on the 26th, 27th, at the end of February, the one with uh, um, lots of different tribes dancing together. And it was an extraordinary event. I've never been to anything like that. I've been to a lot of dances, um, like the big time and in parks, but never out in the woods. And it's not just the woods, it's a, it's a clear cut. And so it's you know, being in that space and witnessing what's happening, it, it, it I wouldn't say it feels like a, a healing because it's so the devastation that's been done to mm. the land is so extreme and mm. so widespread, but it's almost, it's like a reclaiming, you know, it, it's ah. like there's, this land is of this culture and these people and, um, you know, being out there and reclaiming the space for more than just industrial extraction, but for, you know, it's a, it's living land. It's, you know, it's living culture. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a really uh, extraordinary thing to experience. And I just, I just watch the people dancing and just marvel at the history and the commitment to the culture and, also, the generosity and the openness of, of coming out and sharing it with a, a dominant culture that's been so brutal and so violent and so, um, you know, meaning to crush this culture. It's, it's, it's really just something that I've never, I've never experienced before. And I'm incredibly grateful for your work and for all of the people who come out and, 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 you know, do this reclaiming and, and, you know, do this dancing and welcome us out to be there with you. When I first went to the community, I've never really engaged with large um, Caucasian communities that were really interested in Native Americans, especially Pomo or myself, really weren't interested. And when I first went did have a, I went over there and spoke, I really risk-read the community. Because the environmental community 
is very thoughtful, is very caring, is very loving, is very connected. But they were never there to support any of the issues that Native Americans have other than environmental. So I, I never felt like we were ever on the same team, only when we were needed, right? But as I started to learn the community and be involved in the community, in the first walk, I thought we were going to get like 20 people. We had like 75 people. And it was so empowering for me because the community made me feel so good and so confident that I could share my stories without worrying about somebody being mad or upset. It was just good storytelling. And then after that, I realized, you know, man, I want my mom here. This is the audience. It's the environmental audience, the audience that's over there on the coast. This is the audience that appreciates Native Americans. And I want my mom, a hero, my hero, Pomo country's hero, Indian country's hero, one of the last, to be honest with you, one of the last heroes of her kind. I wanted her to feel what I felt when I was talking to people that really cared about something they were doing and really cared about you and tell you things like, keep going, like our brother called in, we're with you. That's key. Most of my friends never showed up. Most of my friends never showed up. And to be honest, I don't know if I'll call them friends anymore. You know, they might be more acquaintances. They couldn't make enough time out of their day to participate in saving their own backyard from fires. That, to me, lacks vision. And I want to hang around people that have a vision. You know? So it's a whole mix of things happening for me. But Sunday, when we had all the dancers out there, and I got to wear my regalia with my great nephew, that's what it was about. Usually I'm wound up. But at that moment, for the first time at those rallies, I was there. That whole time I was wearing my regalia, I was there. And I wanted to enjoy that moment because I had my Aunt Susie at 97, my mother at 76, I had my sister my grandkids, my girlfriend, my niece, my daughters, my family, and then all the Pomo dancers there that I've been dancing with since I was a child. Or later on, you know, sometimes you link up with different groups later on. And they were all there dancing. And I knew they felt as good as I did because the people there were community. The people there were loving. The people there were engaged. They cared. They wanted to be there. And it was, you know, and when we say Pomo land back or, or, uh, reclaiming, it's not about that. What people don't understand is none of us own this earth. It's, it's vice versa, to be honest. Like you're made from the earth. You're going to die and become part of the earth. It's, it's a fact. So for me, it's about, co-management it's about saying hey cow fire you should never ever be at the table to manage any forest why because your beliefs are not scientific and you've stated it your beliefs are to log 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 to make money to fund your department so you could continue to manage these forests but we all know you've seen the videos you've seen the pictures it's out it's all a lie. 
They've been lying, lying, lying since I was in high school. They had the same thing. You know what? You're going to, what about when they build homes? Brother, you don't build homes out of redwoods. You build decks. You build accessories. Stop. You didn't learn that one yet? You know? So I think it's a lot of mixed emotions. But at the end of the day, it's about sitting down with the tribes of this area, the local community of this area, and experts in this area to put together a co-management agreement that we know is going to work and that we know because we have vision that in a 100 years you're going to have a healthy forest. But you can't keep extracting and think you're going to build a happy, a healthy forest. It just doesn't work like that. And most timber comes from private lands. 95% of timber comes from private lands. So don't fall for the, you live in a house, don't you, stuff. That's whack. That's just 1990 rhetoric. If you can't get over that one, you shouldn't be at the table either. You know? The phones are ringing. You want Let's to take get somebody, phone? yeah, because I'm going to go on. I'm just going to get fired up now. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Call. You're live on the air. Hi, this is Kim, uh, Kim Bancroft. Hi, Michael. You have been doing an amazing job uh, taking care of the forest and leading the way for everyone and for the tribes. And with your mother, Priscilla Hunters, uh, wonderful leadership, too, and Polly Gervin. I wanted to add, besides the great environmental reasons that you're speaking of why we should not be logging in JDSF, and um, uh, as well as the, you know, the environmental reasons, like we need carbon sequestration and we don't need all of those logs. Also, the moral thing that you're talking about, especially in relation to giving land back to tribes, one of the things I've learned from Priscilla and Polly and Vicki Patterson, who's a really wonderful ethno historian of the whole area of Native peoples, is that that forest in particular, there, there's a site in there that has 35 home sites. And when a lot of Native peoples were run out and killed, massacred, shoved onto reservations, many tried to escape and went up into those hills, into the forest, and lived there as, as a refuge not to mention all of the Native peoples who would use the forest going back and forth for um, thousands of years from the inland areas to the coast. That land is what Vicki calls it, a cultural landscape. And it's really important, I think, especially for um, those of us who are non-Native, to be aware of this history and to contribute to the efforts of truth and healing by honoring your work to give this land back and recognize the sacred value and the historical value as well as the ecological value of that forest. So um, thanks for your work. I was there at the rally on in Ukiah, and I'll be there in Sacramento and writing letters and doing whatever I can to help promote this effort. So more power to you. Yeah, power to the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Throwing that fist up there. I know. Thank you for calling in, my friend. All right. Yeah. Take care. It's, it's a, you know, it's a complicated issue. It is. But... It's not rocket science. 
It's just not rocket science. You don't cut down the big trees and call it thinning when you leave the little trees. It's just, it's just, we know what Cal Fire forestry is up to. Now remember, there's Cal Fire firefighters and those are our real heroes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for protecting us. But Cal Fire forestry, you're creating fires and you're putting community at risk. And the pictures are there. Go to pomolandback.com. Just go to it. You'll see the pictures. Go to mendocinotrailstewards.com. Go to these websites. There's so many community people over there doing great things. You know, we need you engaged. We need Inland engaged. I was surprised Inland didn't show up as much, to be honest, at the rally in Ukiah. I was surprised. I was starting to wonder where Inland is on an environmental issues. But then I look around and I go, you know where they're at. They industrialized this whole inland area. So what am I thinking? Lineal descendancy from the pioneers of this area were the people logging. So of course they're going to think that was okay. They grew up thinking that's what you should do. But we have to just change it. We have to change our mindset. We have to switch gears. Do we have somebody else? We have a lot of somebody else's. Oh, the phones bring, are ringing so off I didn't know that. Yeah. Let's keep bringing <laughs> okay. it in then. Let's take another call. Good morning, caller. You are live on the air. Hello, this is uh, John Canan from Covalo. Uh, Michael Hunter, uh, I was at the rally Monday with the shaving horse and the buckets full of uh, sticks, uh, you know, small diameter suppressed growths, dug fur, which is the encroaching species, by the way, that does need to come out of the forest for a healthy forest. But uh, the mother trees, it makes no sense. That just opens up the canopy, canopy stimulates germination, and you get all these small diameter trees and brush uh, coming in and encroaching. Uh, but uh, I was up, uh, up mountain with Richard Wilson just recently, and we were looking at some of his timber land, and he said to me, John, you can't even see what you got there until you get all that small diameter suppressed growth dug fur out of there that's just taking over. And uh, that's the material uh, that I think is one of the county's greatest underutilized resources. Uh, you can make so many things, and it's not plastic. You know, benches, stools, beds, tables. I use, you know, uh, the material an inch and a half to three inch diameter. And that's, uh, you know, the Douglas fir encroaching into these areas, the, the oak woodlands as well, uh, as the overcut timber areas, uh, need, needs, needs to come out of there. And what do you do? You burn it? That's no solution. That's all carbon up in the atmosphere. You need to make furniture out of that. Rustic, log cabin style furniture. Beautiful stuff. And it's not plastic. And it creates jobs. It creates economy. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I, 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 I want to send some samples over there when, when you go to Sacramento and demonstrate uh, how this material can uh, bring them over bring them over this 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 hours <laughs> hey, hey this hour is to get people over there <laughs> right because the work right now is getting people to that rally that's the real work we got to get them to the rally so the conversation we're talking about today 
is how do we get Senator McGuire, Assemblyman Wood, Congressman Huffman, Secretary Crowfoot engaged in what the clear-cutting that's happened in Jackson's administration stay for? I want you guys to tell me what I should be doing different, what our community should be doing different, what the tribe should be doing different. Give us a different angle, a different strategy, because right now they're not engaged. All right, it's 707-895-2448. We'll take our next call. Good morning. You're on Pomo Perspective with Michael Hunter. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. You know, going over this, is it's tough uh, to get it through. You know, like PG&E, they create their own um, idea of what maintenance is or uh, CAL FIRE's determined demonstration, you know, what it is. They're creating their own. Are you going to come to the rally on the 25th? Yeah, um, I'm. What I'd like to try to do is get a carpool going so that yes. we're not so that I'm not driving by myself. But I will definitely be there. Um, and then the solutions are even like they seem to be even tougher. You know what we're going to need for the future summer. Wait, 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 wait. What we're talking about is how do we get Senator McGuire, Assemblyman Wood, Congressman Huffman, Secretary Crowfoot engaged? to where they attend our rally on the 25th. Well, we, I, that brings me, you know, to the point that all they seem to understand is money, right? So we need to quantify the loss of tourism and the loss of, uh, you know, carbon uh, capture over the next 100 and 200 years and create a lawsuit and be prepared to sue. And the same with PG&E, I think, if a fire gets into the places that they've cut clear-cut, you know, we're getting pinched from both sides. You know, we just need to come with it at, at maybe with some more teeth that we're creating a lawsuit. So, you know, we know that the planet burns. It has burned for, I don't know, 40,000 years or whatever. We know that Human beings are the only species on the planet that have the ability to pick fire up, move it around, control of it. There's not a raccoon in the woods rubbing two sticks together. So it it, it just makes sense that we need we're going to need places to cool off. Okay, yeah. hence the red. Well, I don't want to get. We're I don't want to. We're not going to be able to discuss. We're not going to be able to come a solution on the on the woods today. Yeah, but that is the co-management agreement that we're talking about, right? So what we created was pomolandback.com. I keep saying that so people go to it. But we we put a really good group of. We have a climate scientist, anthropologist, all locals, tribal lawyers environmental lawyers, tribal leaders, tribal elders. We have the environmental groups. We have, we, we put together a really good team and we're gonna rewrite that, the forest management plan, for sure, for sure. But we're gonna do it in a process that demonstrates how to include community, demonstrates how to include the tribes, how to include the experts in our community. We have the experts. We live in, like the gentleman was saying, Tourism is the number one money maker in this in on the coast. That Mendocino County, they should be doing a better job of. You know, we have a tourism board, don't we? They should be doing a better job of teaching people how how much money is in these forests that you can make 
it's really it's outstanding. There's facts there. Go to trailstewards.com. A lot of these websites are out there. The information's out there. Right now, how do we get you, how do we get everybody loaded up and get into Sacramento? That's why I'm here this morning. Sacramento, uh, why don't you say the date and the time? Sacramento, California Global School Strike Rally at the state capitol at 1 p.m. We will have traditional dancers from the Aztec, Powell dancers, feather dancers. We're going to be there. The question is, will our non-Native American community be there? Will they pack that capital to let everybody know that this forest is our number one issue? If we cannot get our representatives to say that the number one issue on their agenda is this forest, then we failed. Because come April, they're going to start logging. Come April, you're going to have community turning against community. All because the representatives in this county did not step in when they should have. But they have an opportunity. They have an opportunity to do it now. Will they? I don't think so. But hey, the tribal leaders will be there. Our community will be there. Now, just so you know, we have a meeting with Secretary Quofoot. Because my reps in this county would not set this meeting up for me. So I went to my brother, James Ramos, the first California Native American elected official, Assemblyman James Ramos, and he set it up for me. And now we have a couple other tribal leaders, and we're going to sit down with Crowfoot at 3 o'clock on Tuesday. See, but what I want everybody to understand, we are not just rallying. We are not just saying, hey, Come, stop this. Moratorium, stop this. No. Tuesday, we're going to present a plan on how you have authority, Crowfoot, to stop the T the Casper 500 and the Soda Gulch THP right now. We have a plan. It's passed. It's not only vetted by experts and attorneys, but it's also vetted by some lawmakers that agree with us. Not ours, just so you know, unfortunately, but we have a group of we have a select committee on Native American Affairs in the Assembly, and Chairman Ramos is that person. So I circumvented our representatives because I can't get them engaged. So I went to him. So we have that meeting. We're going to lay out our game plan, and we're going to lay out our process on how we get community, tribal, and experts involved to create a new management plan. So we have a plan of action. That's tomorrow at 3 o'clock? Tuesday. What's today, Monday? Yeah. Yeah. So, and Secretary Crowfoot is the head of the California Department of Natural Resources. So, Cal Fire's underneath him. Is that how that works? Well, he's the regulatory body. Uh-huh. So, when an agency is breaking the breaking their own rules, breaking their own you know their own principles on managing, they're supposed to come in and say, "Hey, whoa, whoa, stop!" And then we call that the moratorium. Whoa, whoa, moratorium. We have to at least just stop what we're doing right now. And f- we figured out the way to move forward. Stop what we're doing right now, grant the moratorium, and then the tribes will take the lead. We will facilitate from here on out, and we will present a great forest management plan. It just won't include logging for profit, just period. But there's some things that have to happen in different areas. So we're going to do what we know as a community coming together, create an amazing. I'm excited, to be honest. Like, it's not. Usually when a forest management plan is done, you know, Cal Fire writes them, and then you have to write amendments to their document. That's the problem. 
when you have people writing a document from the perspective of logging, <laughs> you know, 200 year old trees, redwoods, um, they don't get it. You know, they just don't get it. So you have to take them out of the equation and rewrite it yourself. Right. So that's what we're doing. But we have a great diverse community of experts all the way down to tribal elders, all the way down to environmentalists, anthropologists, attorneys, you name it. And we're going to make sure we put a process so the community could also make their comments because we believe what we present would be the best document. And then we lobby it. Does Crowfoot have the ability to put a moratorium into place? Is that one of your demands tomorrow? Yes, we believe he does. We believe he has the authority because we believe that they are cutting wrongfully, even according to their own rules and guidelines. And we believe that our presentation will show that and present with him the facts that he will be able to use to be able to call the director of CAL FIRE and say, hey, you have authority to stop what is happening because it's, do because it's being done wrong. We need you to make that call. Right. So that's what the goal is, is to have the regulatory body contact Cal Fire, the new director, and say, hey, here's your authority to, to do a moratorium. Here's your answer. That buys us time uh, to build a vet, a really good process on creating a new co-management plan. Well, we've got about five minutes left here on Pomo Perspective. Um, you come to KZYX every I think it's every third Monday, Monday of the month from 9 to 10. So you'll be back in a month to talk more about all of this. Um, want to give the details of the rally in Sacramento and how people can plug in? Or you want to take another call? Or what do you want to do? Yeah, let's just, minutes? no, no more calls. Okay. You know, I, I just want to say again how proud I am of our community. I just, I'm just so thankful to be a part of the community on the coast, the environmental community. Great, appreciative people, very good, very supportive of Native Americans as well. And I think uh, we call it the Priscilla Hunter Demonstration State Forest, right? <laughs> but it's uh, Jackson Demonstration State Forest. We, I think that forest is going to bring our community together. And I'm excited. And I'm happy to be one of those, one of those conduits, one of those bridges. You know, it's fun. I'm enjoying it. So we're not asking you to come protest. We're asking you to join a family, a community that sings traditional songs and gets connected while we're at a rally. You know, we spend about 20% of it talking. Most of it's dancing and singing and enjoying ourselves. So if you're looking for how to connect, maybe on a traditional level, and most definitely a local level, um, if you can, we'll be doing some more out there. We'll be, we'll be hosting some more events out there because we got to get people more engaged. So March 25th, this Friday, Sacramento, State Capitol, we have the California Global School Strike Rally. We need you there. We need you to pick people up. We need to pe pe caravan over there. That's your work. That's your work is attending. That's all we're asking, Inland. You can do better than what you did at the Ukiah Rally. I'll tell you that. We need you there. We need you engaged. We need everybody calling their senator, everybody calling the assemblyman, everybody calling Huffman, you know, everybody calling Crowfoot. Now at the time, like I said, I'll be over there Tuesday, and I'm on Zooms till 9 o'clock tonight bringing awareness to this issue. I'll be there Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and I'll be in that Capitol lobbying before Friday. So if you want to come over early, feel free. 
I'll be in that capital lobbying. That's what that's what we do. That's how you win. I think we don't know. We haven't won yet, but that's the story, anyways. Did I just predict the future? <laughs> Well, it's been an incredible month for the campaign to protect Jackson Demonstration State Forest. And I think it's no small accomplishment uh, that you brought the 3,000 signatures to Jason Lyles, and he was very impressed from Mike McGuire's office. That was a really big deal. And McGuire coming out uh, with a statement, finally, a public yeah. statement in support. I think yeah. almost all of the things you're asking for, except for the moratorium. Right. You know, that's because... That's People have refused to back down and people are continuing right. to mobilize. And so you're really at a point where, you know, this demo in Sacramento could make a big difference. Yeah, it's make it or break it. it let's put it this way. If if your representatives and Crowfoot come out and you only have, you know, 75 people there, 100 people there, they, they might not think that's big enough. They might not think they might think we're the minority that really doesn't care. So it's your job to show them you care only by attending and watching some good traditional dancing, enjoying and some spiritual healing. That's all we ask. There aren't these moments, these uh, mm -mm. pivot point moments that come along very often. And it's because of the work that the community's done that's got us to this point. So it really is a moment to um, get involved. Right. I want to give a shout out to Andy, Steve, my crew, you know, Polly, my mom, everybody else. I just see that on the radio. How they do. Give a shout out to shout out. All right. Well, we got to say goodbye. Uh, we got just a few more seconds. It's been Pomo Perspective. Thank you so much, Michael. Thank you. And Michelle. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM. KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM. And Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org. And consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.